Blog Talk Radio. The State of the U.com presents The Amigo Show. The Amigo Show, back on the air here on Blog Talk Radio. Call the show, 347-857-3419. I know that's a 1960s word, hogwash. You can follow the show on Twitter, at The Amigo Show. I am Homer, Homer the Amigo. That's right, that's me. I'm, I'm Hurricane Homer right here on Blog Talk Radio. That's me. And now your host, Larry the Amigo Milia. I'm going to be able to say whatever the heck I want about the program that I adore. No, 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 no. I'm sitting in hogwash. Six oh one here in Miami, the third edition of the Amigo Show coming at you here on blogtalkradio.com. Number to get out, 347-857-3419. All right, we're having a little bit of a technical difficulty here. Much better now. Okay, there we go. Welcome to the Amigo Show. We had a little technical difficulty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize for that. Give out the numbers here to call as we've got a great show today, a great topic to go on. Three four seven eight five seven three four one nine. That's the number to call. You can text us nine five four eight zero zero five zero two two. Give out the Twitter handles at the Amigo Show at the Amigo at State of the U. Come at you too. I know we had promised two hours. Here, here we go. The higher above came up to me, said to me, all right, you sure you want to do two hours? I go, yeah, 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 yeah. Then it hit me. Well, do we have enough content for two hours? Do we have enough to talk about without sounding redundant over and over again? After all, after we come online, it goes onto our website. You can get off the podcast. And, and certainly it's one of those things that if you want to hear it later because you're busy doing something at 6 o'clock on a Wednesday – and by all means, you can go back to it. Of course, our live interviews are always fantastic as well. Alonzo Highsmith joined us today at 6.30. Um, and the topic today, you know, I came into the show figuring, okay, so we'll do an hour. We'll wait till August to do the two hours. We've got the two-hour big kickoff show on Saturday over on SoFlow Slow Radio. I keep, Frank, I keep messing that up. SoFlow Radio. Did I say it right that time? Yeah, you got it. You got it. Okay, so SoFlowRadio.com. I'll be on 10 to noon on Saturday morning. This Saturday morning, working on a good guest list, also great topics. That won't be a Kings show, although, of course, I'll touch on the Kings. I, I can't do a show without saying something about the Kings. But you know we're going to be about other topics. No matter what. Oh, well, some Kings will come up. But, again, the start of baseball season will be a big deal. But I don't want to take up any moment of the 60 minutes here that we want to talk about. Uh, University of Miami Hurricanes, especially the football program, and lately what's been a topic of conversation. When is it not a topic of conversation, the topic of a stadium for the University of Miami? Many faithful fans that pay their pay their uh, their season tickets every year, come out to every game faithfully, complain about the confines of Sunlight State. We've heard it time and time again, it's 20 miles removed from the campus, uh, it's cavernous in the sense that the fans are distant from the field. In fact, the Dolphins 
have always tried to fix that kind of feel and make it a little cozier, i.e. like the Orange Bowl used to be. You were almost on top of the huddle when you sat in the Orange Bowl, it seemed like at times. Um, the noise factor is different. But, like, here's the, here's the point that I've been touching on the last two weeks, and I want folks to call in. I want to hear what they got to say, 347-857-3419 here on the Amigo Show. There aren't butts in chairs. No butts in chairs. Yeah, they'll come out for the Florida game. And, of course, you've got the help of 30,000 Florida fans to buy the remaining tickets that we don't buy. So we understand what the dynamics are playing football in Miami, being a private university, playing in a big city like Miami with, quote, so many things to do. I think it's a cop out. I think if you support this team, you think you don't need to take the six Saturdays. We know we know the folks to take the six Saturdays, and the guys like me that take the six, I take one off usually. Somewhere in there, there's a there's a Disney trip sprinkled in. I can never somehow get every single one, but eighty to ninety percent are attended. Been that way for a long time. So, why is it? that when we play the Wake Forest of the world, there's 30,000 bucks in chairs. When, a few weeks before, there were 80,000 bucks in chairs. Were the remainder Gators fans or Lazy Kings fans? And, and don't, don't get me wrong, you're not putting 80,000 every week. You're not drawing 80,000 for Wake Forest. I get it. I understand that. But when we talk about the Gators here in the stadium, the Kings need to put butts in chairs. I've heard some arguments. I love watching what people got to say on Twitter. And I'm not a basher. That's not what I do. I don't bash because I, in fact, the whole premise of who I am, and funny enough to name the amigo, is because you're going to come, you're going to get a friendly response. Even if I don't agree with you, you're going to get a friendly response. I could be a little vociferous and maybe I throw in a word or two that, that make you wonder, is he pissed? No, I'm an easygoing, laid-back kind of guy. Forget about me. This isn't about me. It's about our program. On this show, it's about our program. So it's a forum to hear what you guys got to say. So I'm not going to rattle anyone or kill anybody for having a different opinion than mine, but I'll give you my opinion, and then I'll take the calls. The notion that a soccer stadium could be shared with the Canes and put 40,000 bucks in chairs is not a good notion. It doesn't work because when FSU comes into town, there's no way to control what goes on there. Got friends on Twitter suggesting that all oh, 30,000 will go to the season ticket holders. And so and so said so. No, no, you can't control that. You can't control that. So put it in your head and understand that 40,000 for this, even like, wouldn't you rather have 60,000 capacity? And then the games that we're schmucks about that we don't get out to, then, you know. It'll be minus whatever the people, you know, like, okay, so you're going to draw 40,000, there's going to be 20,000 empty chairs. But you've got to have a facility large enough to host a big game. It'll be loud. Because say whatever you want, it's still the University of Miami. Talk to me about the curse. It's still the University of Miami, 347-857-3419. Are you kidding me? So we're just going to forget that we won 5 now. Yeah, I'm going back. You're going back to ancient history, Larry. Oh, you're such a friggin' homer. No. Everybody else, it's okay for them to build the foundation of their legacy 
for championships past, but it's us. We were flashing the pans five times. And one taken away. Robbed. It's third week in a row, Frank. I bring it up. <sighs> yep. Terry Porter. Go ahead, Nick. There's about you. 347-857-3419. More or less. We're going to have my man Alonzo Heisman, and we're going to talk about this topic. Build my stadium. Everybody went crazy. Remember that? That was fantastic. Alonzo was the guy. He was over there in Indiana. Notre Dame game. It was a Thursday. Some rally at a restaurant. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. And rah, 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 we should have our own stadium. And Twitter exploded. Next day he came on my show. He said it again. Twitter exploded again. Yeah. What happened? What's happened since, guys? What have we done? How do we draw this year, guys? How do we know? 347-857-3419. I'm not going to take the notion that a 40,000-seat stadium is good enough. And if we can't fill it, shame on us. Now, you talk to me about a 60,000-seat stadium? Oh, that's fine. But let's dream. Because that's what we're doing. Dreaming because at the end of the day, who's got the money? Who's putting up the money to do this? What's going on? Where's the activity? Where's the activity? What have you done in order to make something like this happen? Please. Oh, oh, do tell. Please. 347-857-3419. The number is to call here on the Amigo Show. We'll be at you. You know, if it gets interesting and it gets a little longer than an hour, we'll do a little overtime. I guess that's the, the, the blog talk term if we go a little over. It's not like I have somebody breathing down my neck to come on at 7 o'clock. Yeah. Yep, that's the that's the term. We got 15 minutes of overtime, so if you want to go a little no, over, I'm acclimating here. I'm becoming internet radio savvy here, Frank. I'm yeah, I got you, the I knowledge. It's it's seeping from my pores here. This is just amazing. So well, um, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm only here to help you out, man. You, uh, by the way, you have a caller, buddy. So if you want to take him, three four seven eight five seven three four one nine. I'm gonna get them in just a second, but I gotta finish the point. 60,000 is perfect, fantastic. Tropical Park! Tropical Park! Yes! Even that pipe dream goes away. I, that's the one I have. That's the one I, I listen. You'll find out. I, I did a little more than just go on the radio and go, wah, 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 look at the stadium. And it's not an overnight thing. It takes years. And then it takes money. And then it takes support. And that stuff's not stuff. That's readily available right now. We have a program that's got to move forward. And this is a good facility. I am not a fan. I'm not the biggest fan of Sun Life Stadium. I'm there. Do you think it's there for the Dolphins? I'm just not a fan. But what's better, where they're at now or a 40,000-seat soccer stadium? 347-857-3419. So I'm going to go out to the phone lines. Got Mondo on the phone. Mondo, you're on the Amigo show. What's up, kid? Hey, what's up, buddy? Great to hear you, Larry and Frank. Shout out to all the Kings fans out there listening. Hot topic, as we know, for a long time, and spiked up even more today. Good to, good to have you on, Larry. Um, Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Talk to me. I want to hear your thoughts. Tweet earlier today. I was just finishing up work, so I missed the first five minutes, so I apologize. Someone mentioned earlier today, if FAU can do it, why can't the Kings? Okay, let me let me repeat that for those who didn't understand what I just said. F-A-U. If you go to Al Golden's header on his Twitter, it says five-time national champion, 46-some-odd first-round picks, but yet 
people want a 40,000 Ted Hendricks Hylia football stadium for major college football at the University of Miami. Are you kidding me? 40,000. And there's this notion that, oh, if we build that, there will be 20,000 FSU fans there. How do you know that? I live 10, you know where I live, Larry. 10 minutes west of Sunlight Stadium. Every Dolphin game there, every 10 game is full of opposing fans. Why? Because this is Miami, Florida. I spent three weeks in Louisville in December. Every gas station, every restaurant, every place has Louisville logo. That's a college town. I've been to Tallahassee for a Kane's Labor Day game on Monday night, 8 o'clock. FSU Tony tells me at the hotel, you don't wake up at 10 a.m., we're not getting parking. We get to the parking lot at 11, we're parked in the back of the parking lot. College town. It's the same topic over and over. You want to build a 40,000-seat park? Did you anybody well, run away for it getting last year? I mean, this we, is we the got, problem what, I have with it. What's mm-hmm. that? No, we, what time did we get to the U.S. game last year, Larry? 6 a.m., got, correct? 20 minutes to 6 in the morning. We were there. 540. Two days ago, I'll let you go right now. I'll let you talk. Two days ago, I go to opening day at Marlins. 37,000. How many were there last night? 15,000. That's 22,000 drop. It's a big event town. It always has been, always will be. It's that you know simple. It's interesting, Armando. I don't mean to interrupt you, but what's interesting is this no. is baseball town that had games last night that were not well attended either, but there were teams that had opening days that were not well attended. They were empty seats. Right. So the but Marlins filled it up. Down, I'm, not, I'm not trying to give the Marlins credit, but the Marlins filled it up in a way, and I think it's a testimony to your point that it is an event now. And, and yeah, the well, you're, 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 you're a big Yankee. Yeah, you're a Group big Yankee guy. When Marlins Park opened up, the Yankees stayed here for two games that didn't even count. They were sold out both nights. Why is the Yankees? It's a big event town. This soccer thing, I, I, I'm slowly starting to give soccer a chance, believe me. But the Canes won a 40,000-seat stadium, and Beckham Group wants 25 to 30. Now, speaking, I mean, it's easy for us to go on Twitter, oh, well, let's build this at 79th and Bird. I work on the road all day. That area is horrible for traffic. It's terrible. And it's not right on campus. Yeah, it's closer, but there's no guarantee to fill anything up. And this notion that it's going to be 40, did you see the White Forest crowd last year, Larry? It was awful. Did you see the White Forest pathetic. crowd last year? It was pathetic. And that's, what, pathetic. that's why I love and respect guys like Lash and Jimmy and these guys that go every single week because they love to go out there, tailgate, watch the game. See, me personally, I'll go to every game now and then, but my preference, you can call me an old, musty, crusty guy, I like hearing the broadcast. I like hearing the, the analysts. I like seeing the replays. That has nothing to do with being a less of a fan than Lash, you or anybody else. But that's just me. You know what I'm saying? But you know but what? To, but you know what? You go to a couple games a year, Mondo. Yeah, but the thing is, we're, we're making built a 40. Just think about that. SAU can do it. Why can't we? So, so Mondo, if you could pick, if you could build your perfect stadium size for UM, it's not going to fill up 40. 40 would be. <laughs> just think about it. Then when that play you over this year. Well, I'll give you 55 to 60, but even then, you're going to build that for, what, five to seven college football games a year? Uh-huh. You know what? Think, but you it's go. a business. If you have, I mean, I don't know the numbers. Well, I'm speculating like anybody else, but I'm pretty sure with that little lease they got at Sun Life, which I hate, and I live 10 minutes away, the seat's four miles on the field, they're 10 minutes away, they have a nice cushy lease. 
price, no payout from those suites. Whether there's 10,000 in the crowd, whether there's 100,000. And if you build a 40,000 seat stadium when you play FSU. Give me a number. I got other callers. Give me a number. I'll give you 55, which is a joke as it is. But 40,000 because FAU did it. Who the hell is FAU? This is Miami for God's sake. A lot of passion, Armando. Thanks for your call, bro. I appreciate it. There's no other place perfect enough for the Hurricanes to play other than Sun Life. As much as we hate that place, that's the only spot. Now, the Hurricanes never filled up the Orange Bowl anyways unless one of those big teams came in. And a lot of people say, oh, it's a big deal. You can see that all these empty seats. So let's, why don't we just change the seat colors? Tell the Dolphins to change the seat colors and make it a darker color. It won't look as obviously empty as it does right now. Well, hold on, Frank. Wait a minute. Number to call again. I'm going to give it out. 347-857-3419. Thanks for your call, Mahalo. You brought it strong. But here's the thing that no one's understanding. 40,000, anything under 60,000 is uncivilized. Plain and simple. Anything under 60,000 is uncivilized. But what do you do when you've got the big game? Every other year you've got FSU. And between that, there's always a game, unless there are 5 and 17, there's always a game that exudes confidence and brings everybody out. It's unbelievable. I don't know where we missed the point here that, 40,000 would leave 40,000 people out of that building every other year for the FSU game. Not acceptable. Then what are you going to do? You're going to have a partial lease with some life? Well, for the big games, you're going to you. Can't do that. And here it is, a soccer facility. I know I'm old, I'm tasty. I think that for some reason there's no way it's the same. It's not. You can't convince me it is. Let the 40,000 pipe dream go. I'm not calling people out on Twitter. I'm just saying, let's, I mean, let's understand that that's not the dynamics of what the vision was to begin with. And everything's going to be considered, those are the politically correct answers. When you read something on some blog or on some, all it is, is a view. It doesn't mean it's fact. Trust me, when it gets legs, the story goes national. It's not getting broken by a Twitter dude. Three four seven eight five seven three four one nine. World, of course they've got their eyes on this. Of course they do. And today we're only running one break. Darn it! I don't gotta run two breaks today. I'm getting mad. We're running one break. I want people to call in and give me their opinions on this because maybe I'm missing the point here. Go to Jerry. Jerry, you're on the Amigo Show. What's up? I'm not getting Jerry. Football is not basketball. Hey, I'm you guys sorry, hear Jerry, me? I don't know. I don't know how to press buttons. So go ahead, man. How you doing, bro? I'm gonna let the I, producer do that stuff. I don't know why I insist. I'm done. Hey. No more button pressing for the amigo. What's up, Jerry? Here's my point. Basketball is not football, and football is not basketball, right? And the Bank United yeah. Center has its share of problems selling out the arena as it is. You know, even even last year when the team made their you know historic run to ACC regular season and and uh, tournament championships, they still had some games where, you know, the arena wasn't full. But I'll say this. When it was full, or even close to full, the atmosphere at the Bank United Center, and I had a chance to go to two games last year, was 100 times better than anything I ever experienced at Miami Arena. So my thinking is if you could get the football team their own arena, at the very least you might get a better atmosphere than what's at Sun Life. That's my thoughts. And, Amigo, can I plug one thing real quick? Absolutely. By the way, this is Jerry. I just realized Jerry Steinberg from StateOfTheU.com. He's our he's our he's our head honcho. He's the one that made sure that he patted me on the head. I'm that exuberant dog that got to play with the bone for a while. 
So I thought that it'd be really cool. Like, let's just do two hours on Wednesday, and then let's just go crazy, and let's stand on our heads and do radio. Yeah! No, I have to bring it down a little bit. So we might do overtime. I don't know if you know the, the terminology, the blog talk talk, Jerry, but it's called overtime. So if we go a little over because it seems as the topic is getting heated, uh, we'll go an extra 15 minutes just ah, for hey, hey, every minute of the show I appreciate. So whatever you do, man, I'll be listening. But just to, it, to finish real quick my point, uh, you know, uh, those who know me best know that I, I love the football program. Obviously, you go to University of Miami, it's all about football. But the basketball program has always had a special place in my heart since the day I stepped on campus. Um, and this uh, Sunday, we're actually going to have um, two former UN basketball players, Donovan Kirk and Justin Heller, are going to be on the show as guests on the on the Non Amigo podcast. So I uh, just wanted to give that a good plug. And I'm going to get those guys. Um, they're doing some special things um, around the area, helping youth out, um, running some camps. But I'm going to get those guys to talk about next year's team, which is going to be uh, a whole new squad reloaded with some big-time transfers, some big-time recruits coming in. So uh, my my only request, Amigo, if you could sneak some basketball in once in a while, of course, I'll always listen to you either way, but basketball guy. Uh, <laughs> Deal. But, yeah, I give me one of those guys. I'll have still, him on the show. I'll be more than happy to have him on the show. Definitely. My point is still the Buck was better than Miami Arena, so maybe if the football program could get their own stadium, that would be better in some ways. That's all I had. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Take care, bro. All right. Good man. Jerry, Jerry Steinberg from com. He's my fearless leader. Three four seven eight five seven three four one nine. Let's go out to STEM. You're on the Amigo Show. What's up, kid? Man, what's happening, buddy? What's up, hey, man? Hey, is is, is uh, Mondo okay, man? He did he ruin his vocal cords or something? All he was doing was screaming. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy talk, man. We're just trying yeah, to get. We're we're trying to work something out here. Now here's the deal. We're not at this point in time. The conversation isn't about building Miami a stadium. It's Will we be better served at Sun Life Stadium or if the opportunity presents itself with David Beckham in his new soccer stadium? The answer unequivocally would be the soccer stadium. It's going to be closer to campus. It's going to be downtown. It's going to be intimate. Okay, You bring, you bring recruits into Sun Life Stadium when they're playing Arkansas State on September 13th. Are their toes going to tingle, to quote the old mad dog? No. They're going to go to Florida State and, and, and watch a Florida State game in front of a full house. They're going to go to Gainesville in front of a full house. They're going to go to Sun Life Stadium. We could have 50,000 people there, not for Arkansas State, but let's say FAMU. You know, 50,000 people there. It's still going to look like a cavern. It's going to be empty. So, yes, we're better you're, served. You're proposing that if it's the 40,000, take the 40,000. Just take Absolutely. it and make it yours. Absolutely. And, and you know what? If they say 40, and look, Blake James was quoted in an article by Matty, Matty Sports from the Palm Beach Post as saying that they were talking and telling him what they need. Well, he's going to tell them we need somewhere between 40 and 50. If it's doable, they will look into it. If it's not, then we can you know, squash the talk. Strouser had a link. What's that? I'm sorry. You said Obi-Wan Kenobi's name, so I stayed quiet. What did you say about Strouser? Strouser posted a link to Miami attendance over the last, uh, actually, I think since inception. It, it, you know, I think it peaked at 59,000 in 2002 was our, was our record attendance, if I'm not mistaken, going off memory right now. Well, you know what? And, and like we're telling, we're telling Mondo, if you have the 73,000-seat stadium and we've got 30,000 season ticket holders, that puts 40,000 tickets up for the public to grab. 
which we saw last year, went to the Gator crowd. We didn't have a home field advantage versus the Gators. It was darn near 50-50. It was darn near If you build a smaller stadium in a 45,000-seat stadium, you've got thirty to 35,000 season tickets. You're going to get another 5,000 to the students. The rest will either go up to the public. Hold on, you're saying 30 to 35. Season tickets, season ticket holders. How many do we have today? Uh, I I think the number is 31. We have 31,000 season ticket holders today. I I believe I saw that, yes. I believe I saw that. Frank, look it up on your computer, but I'm going to let you talk. I just had to ask the question. Go ahead. No problem. Yeah, look it up. Um, So let's assume you got 30,000 season ticket holders. You got 5,000 tickets for the students. So now you're at 35,000. You can either now the Hurricane Club members are going to grab extra tickets for their buddies, and then the rest will go up for public. So there'll be about 2,500 tickets that people can grab. If you want to go see the Miami Hurricanes, you're going to have to buy that season ticket. And the people that are going to buy the season ticket are the Miami Hurricane fans. And it's going to be a rocking atmosphere every game. Um, you know, and the only the closest I can I can come right now would be uh, the only college that's built a new stadium right now is is Baylor. Baylor went from a 50,000-seat stadium to a 45,000-seat stadium. Now, yes, Baylor hasn't won, you know, five national championships since 1983. But if you look at what they've done lately, they're on the map, and they built smaller, smaller and more intimate. Uh, You know, you look at the other schools, um, Oregon State, 60,000 seats. Um, I'm sorry, Oregon State's 45,000. Oklahoma State is 60,000. Baylor was 50. They're going to 45,000. Kansas State is 50,000. Georgia Tech is 55,000. Louisville, uh, we just heard a great diatribe about how great Louisville is, a football town. They have 55,000 seats for their stadium. So it, it doesn't have to be a big to-do. Making an event, it, Mono says it's an event town. Well, let's make every game an event. If it's hard to get a ticket, it's going to be an event. All right. and that's I it. can respect that opinion. I just I don't know how comfortable I am when FSU comes to town and there's 40,000 chairs. I get what you're well, saying, well, but well, I still think that, okay, you have 30, if we have 30,000 season ticket holders now, mm-hmm. and there's some of those, they're selling off some of those games, what's going to prevent them from doing that in a 40,000-man uh, shop? Is it because they cost more? I think that would well, definitely because, them. Well, in, in theory, if you're a season ticket holder, you're getting a season ticket because you're, you, you, you want to buy the season. And who gets the preference on the season tickets is the season ticket holder. So it's not like, you know, uh, you know, when Nebraska comes to town in a couple of years, they're going to come in and buy all our season tickets up to get the one game, which has been done before. But they're, going to, they're not going to be able to because the season ticket holders from year after year after year are going to get their crack at the season ticket. So it's, it's not going to be open to where, you know, Florida last year, uh, their report, Florida bought, I don't know, 5,000 season tickets, I don't know, just to get the one game and sold the rest off on StubHub. And, and it was worth talk, it, Okay, here's the, here's the other point, then I've got to let you go. We, we're talking sure. about... 40,000. Okay, yeah. we're talking about 40,000. And you're telling me that there's 31,000 season ticket holders now. I believe that was the number. Okay, so, so my I, I'm not 100% is, sure, but I'll, let's, now, let's use that number. Let's pretend you're right, though. Let's, I'm okay. going to assume that you're right. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. He, and I'm getting a thumbs up, so you're 100% accurate. Okay. Okay, so my good hunch about going with your number. <laughs> so if at the Wake Forest game, and yes. at this game and that game, these tickets are getting sold off, and we're seeing not that many people there, and we're seeing people from other teams. And in the big games, we're seeing thirty or 40,000 Gator fans sitting in these chairs. Then basically every season ticket holder that bought Miami tickets is not a flaw, because if the number last year was 31, i got to believe that some of the folks that live down here in South Florida that went to the University of Florida went ahead and 
dropped a couple of dimes and said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and buy a season tickets for these guys so I have my Gator game. So I think that the true fan isn't really within the 31,000. I think the number is like a 20,000. That's just my hunch. Maybe it's 25. And that's I would, why I, I respect would, I would, disagree with you. Yeah, I would say I would say the Miami Hurricane ticket base is 30 grand. And just just from you know from the years from '97, sitting in the empty Orange Bowl when we weren't uh, doing so well when we were on probation with Butch, uh, you know, 28 to 30 thousand, you know, strong. So those are the people we've got to cater to. We got to get those 30 thousand, and they're not going to sell their tickets. You're not going to get Lance to sell his ticket. You're not going to get you know anybody else. They're not going to sell their ticket. You know, the Pumas aren't selling their tickets because they don't want to go. The people that buy these season tickets are the ones that are going to want to go to the games. So they're going to be there every week. So what you've got to do is you've got the 30,000, you've got the 5,000 uh, know, students that they, they, they ship up, and you, the Hurricane Club fans bring, bring friends with them, and the rest go to the public. And you pack the place every week because it's an event. It's, it's this is why I do this, times. By the way, this is exactly why I do this, because I want to hear opposing I want to hear things. I want to hear things from other folks. I mean, like, look, I have cousin that did, you know, that did undergrad there. And thanks a lot for your call, Sam. He did undergrad there. My boy, Richard. And he buys six every year. Automatic six. My brother-in-law buys, I think it's four. I mean, I, I, the list, I mean, like, everybody knows people that have four, six, two, three. Sonny from Goa, Hockman and Golden, he's got, I think, four. Alum. So those people buy it. Frankie's pointing at me. Six, gentlemen, look at that. I would have not known you had six. Wrong. Are you kidding me? Anyway, we're going to take that break. Remember I said we're going to have a halftime? We're going to have a halftime. When we come back, we're going to get Alonzo Heisman to talk a little bit about this. So, Steph makes a good point. We're not talking about building a stadium. You know why I'm saying building a stadium? Because I don't, I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns on the 40,000. I think we're just hurting ourselves. We're making ourselves smaller. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're the University of Miami. Or, like they said in that old 60s film, the University of Miami. We'll be back. You're listening to The Amigo Show. Alonzo, next. You're listening to The Amigo Show with Larry, The Amigo Million. I'm going to be able to say whatever the heck I want about the program that I adore. On Blog Talk Radio. In fact, I'd like to call it the curse of the call. And let's just leave it at that. Thank you, Terry Porter. Show. I'm, yeah, I'm blowing a little sunshine up the daily air, but well-deserved. We've won awards. We keep doing what we do best. And you know what? I think we do it, and we don't have to shill for the University of Miami, and we've got their respect. We've got the athletic department's respect. We've got alumni respect. You heard Coach Golden on the show last week. I'm bringing someone back that came on the first week, and I wouldn't generally do this because I wanted to go in a different direction. But the topic came up, and this is the only person I thought would be the best person 
to, uh, oh, how may I say this, have come on the show and talk a little bit about the stadium issue. In just a couple moments, we'll get Alonzo Highsmith to come on the show with us. We're getting him on the phone. and we're, I'm going to ask him a couple of key questions. And I understand, you know, the callers in the first part of the show made some good points. And they were on opposing sides. So, so like, I'm still in the middle, but I'm leaning towards 40,000-seat stadium for a program that's won five national championships. And no, 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 no. That doesn't work. And I understand that we're, we're settling because we want, oh, we want to feel the friendly confines. Like, if that's the issue, then let's talk about building the right size stadium. I don't think that's the Like, you're, I don't like the Sun Life option, but it's the best option. And to me, that is better than 40000 And a place that we've never gone before, they're going to build it. Oh, my God. Like, I don't know. Sun Life's had a few national championships, a couple of Super Bowls played there. Kind of some big concerts. I don't know. It's kind of an event building. Just throwing it out there. And if we're growing as a program, I know it's not perfect, but oh goodness, wouldn't I like to just host that home game and have seventy thousand or eight thousand? So what if twenty thousand of them are from the other team? We're there, and it's there, and it's an event, and it's national TV. It's great for the city. Hogwash with forty thousand doesn't work. Our next guest is going to tell us whether he thinks it works or not. Former University of Miami Hurricane running back, great Alonzo Highsmith on the program. Alonzo, how are you doing, my friend? Good. How are you guys doing today? Doing wonderful. The topic came up today, and I appreciate you coming on with such short notice. But obviously, I think you've heard a little bit of what I've got to say. Folks here kind of encouraged because Miami's keeping their eye on what David Beckham's doing in reference to building a soccer stadium down here. Of course, many Hurricane faithful always wanted their own building after the Orange Bowl was uh, brought to rubble, and they built the new stadium on there. <clears throat> so I understand the wanting of that, but I, my fight is what you got going on is one building that's used to hosting big events, and that's got to be, to me, in my opinion, a better option than a place that would have 40,000 fans and built for soccer. Uh, I wanted your thoughts on this and the topic because you, you played a big role in the topic bringing it up, I guess it was last year during the season. You know what, man? I, 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 I You know I, I'm taken back a little bit by all this, mainly because it's, it's the same old rhetoric that's been going on since Howard Schellenberg was there. And, um, you know, you can't put it on me to build a stadium or you to build a stadium. You were a big part of build my stadium and started a movement to try and get it done. But you know what? I work for the Green Bay Packers, and we have some of the greatest fans in the, in the world. Uh, we just put in another – We've probably put in $400 million in the last two years into improving our stadium. And um, the University of Minnesota just built a new stadium. Iowa State just built a new stadium. Baylor, North Texas, all these places. Until the University of Miami declares it important as something that needs to be done, doesn't matter what me and you want to do. doesn't matter what the fans want. Until it's a matter of importance to the University of Miami, then it's all for naught. You know, I, you know, I've stopped worrying about it. If, if you know, you know, as we're getting ready for the NFL draft and we're watching Miami game films, and everyone looks at me and says, 
damn, Alonzo, what's wrong with you guys' stadium? You know, uh, or my friends across the nation, they, they call me and say, man, what's wrong with Miami Stadium? You know, I can't do it. You can't do it. It's all a matter of importance. It's a, How important is it to the school? It was important for the school to build um, student center unions and all these other things. And it's important for the school to raise a billion dollars for this, another billion for that. You know, it's just going to be a matter of how important it is to the school. We're talking to Alonzo Heisman here on the Amigo Show on blogtalkradio.com. So I agree with you. I think that there has to be a collective effort. I think it's just more than a bunch of people talking about it. Yeah, but it, I guess it, my, po- my, I mean, my point's been more along the lines of shouldn't we worry about getting butts in the chairs? Not talk about, well, we'll go once they build something. Like, isn't it more about show that there's actually a need for it by going to the game? I, I know you, we talked about this the last time you came on, and you said mm-hmm. that you remember small crowds. And I do, too. You know, and I made a joke about the day I met you, there were 50,000 there. But it just seems like they are getting smaller and smaller. And I wonder where the support has gone and why well, you have to a couple of afternoons Miami, a year there doesn't make sense if they're fans. Miami isn't a relevant type of sports city. You have to be relevant for the people to come. You're going to have your hardcore fans come visit football, basketball, baseball, in those type of in those type of situations, but Miami's all about relevancy. How important are you? Um, it's about stars. It's about the it's about the um, glamour and the and the big stage. And you know what? And it's been like this from the Dolphins when I was in high school, and, and Miami when I was in high school, Miami when I was there. Still, when you're relevant and you're playing in the big games, the fans are going to come. If you're not, they're not going to come. And, and it's just the type of city. It's not that we have bad fans or anything like that, but you have to realize it's a, it's a it's a big, multicultural country. Part of the people in the city care less about football, I'm sure. Part don't speak English. And part don't speak Spanish. And it's a, it's a melting pot of people. And, you know, you have, you have uh, sport teams that are professional in college here. That you know, that get caught in the middle of that as well. Lots of high spent on the Amigo show. So okay, so we, we understand that the dynamics of the eclectic you know, community here in Miami makes it difficult to get something. It changes all the time. I mean different countries have different exodus. I don't even mean to make it that, but the truth is it is a different dynamic than most other college towns. But that yeah, being is. said I mean that being said, the economy of a stadium uh, and dealing with some of the things that come with having your own facility, part of that is, hey, we're going to get 70,000 people to buy season tickets. We're going to get 65,000 people to buy season tickets. We heard some of the numbers of some of the other schools in the 60s. Um, I don't expect that from Miami, but 31 last year, when I know there was a number, a part of those were Gator alum here in South Florida buying the season tickets so they could get that game. I know it. And yeah. they were scalping all the other tickets, which is why nobody went to some of the other games. Well, why, I mean, my, why my, is it so tough to be realistic and say, hey, guys, this is what's going on? So we're, we're, we're a Kings community. Let's go out to the games. Let's support the team. Well, my vision for Miami has always been a 55,000-seat stadium. And I've always thought that, you know, Tropical Park somewhere, a conjunction effort with the city and to get the people excited down south and um, 
the University of Miami within a five mile radius of that, and the and the and the amounts of people that are from down south and you know coming down uh, eight thirty six and all those roads leading into you know what would be the University of Miami uh, football stadium, and um, you know I don't know what's going to happen about the stadium thing in Miami, but I'm not. I know one thing: I'm not going to concern myself with it. If it's not a concern to the University of Miami, that's where importance starts. I, you know, we could all want our children to be this and be that, but if they don't want it and it's not important to them, we're wasting our time. And Alonzo, if Blake's taking an interest in the forty thousand seat arena, if they say we're going to build it and we want it to be thirty thousand, and Blake comes like, well, if you make it forty, we'll consider breaking our lease and coming to you. You're for or against that move? Uh, Forty thousand seat stadium. You know. You know what? If you played. Some place you we, played. You were on the field when there were more than that. Screaming your name, screaming rah rah, go Canes! You've been with the helmet on. You've been on the other side. The listeners have been on. Forty thousand. That that really going to work for a five time national champ? I don't think so, personally. I, I think the minimum is 55000 If we can't get a 55000 seat stadium, we might as well stay at at, at uh, Landshark Stadium or whatever it's called. What's it called? Today's name is Sunlight Stadium, brought to you by Sunlight. Sunlight. I mean, we don't Sunlight, doesn't exist yeah. anymore. <laughs> so that's, that was always my suggestion. The man put out his money to build the actual structure of it. Just name the darn thing Joe Robbie Stadium. Or even at least give him the field, you know. So call it, you know, ABC Stadium at Joe Robbie Field. I don't know, put his name in there for crying out loud. It cost him his life almost. My Lord. Yeah, it did, and um, it, it's unfortunate, but um, that's part of the thing. I'm all, I'm, hey, listen, I'm always behind Miami. My problem is I see a different part of the country than everybody here. You know, I see – I visit Wisconsin's LSU's. I've I've had two athletic directors reach out to me in the last two years, ask me about you know college situations and 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 building their programs. It's it, it's kind of amazing I, that you know that one one athletic director called me and he said, hey, "I watched that thirty to thirty. I'd like to ask you some questions about our program. Could you come visit us and talk?" And and we went over a lot That's of wild. things and. And and I've talked to a lot of people. For some reason, these athletic directors grew up. They're my age. They've been around Miami. They've been around. They've always wanted to know. They've always been fascinated by Miami. And, and they they come and ask me. And I've said, well, don't do this. Don't do that. Do that. And they've got, you know what, Mr. Tyson, we appreciate it. And and you know, you're you're you know, either the advice you gave us really helped out and this and that kind of stuff. So, you know, you know, in my situation. You know, I visit Nick Saban's. I visit the Arkansas, Oklahoma's. I I take a keen eye look at all these programs and 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 see where they're at, where they're building. University of Minnesota, North Texas, and Baylor, and the importance of football and what they built. That as far as they built the infrastructures, and I'm and you know I'm watching Ohio University just getting ready to put thirty million dollars into, you know. The football program. No, I watched a program built from the ground 
Lamar University, somebody put they put fifty million dollars in because of football and what football can do for the program. And it's you know, like I say, it's all a matter of importance. It's a matter of what you think's important. I know if you got that call from Cole Gables, you'd answer it. We want your advice on what you think would work. You'd answer it. Well, well you know what? They don't have Miami's a big enough place. These guys, you know, Al Golden knows what needs to be done. Blake yeah, Edwards needs to be done. The president, the president. The president. your advice, man. They they need. <laughs> they need mind you, bro. You know, Donald Shalala. No, you what, know that you would do it. You'd go head over heels for it, man. You wouldn't. That's why. Like, I know that what you're saying, but at the end of the day, you know that you'd be raw, raw, and I'd be on your shoulders, right? Since I'm a short guy, I got the Napoleonic complex, and I'd be going, yeah, yeah, whatever Joe says, yeah, build my stadium, darn it. You know, you'd be the first one ready there. You'd be ready with well, knees rolled I, up. You know, it's amazing. I was, I just came back from Texas A&M, and it's what those people do out there and what they build. It is, I mean, it's, I can't even explain it, you know. And to see what Baylor's built and all these schools are building and what West Virginia's getting ready to build, it it blows my mind away. And I've, and I've talked to two athletic directors because I'm good friends with some of the head coaches and I've sat and listened to these athletic directors, why they're doing it, the importance of it, and, you know, in order for them to make their program better, they're going to have to do this. I think if Miami – I really believe this, and I believe Al Golden's going to win at Miami, but I really believe that if we're going to challenge and be prominent again in college football University of Miami, I I think the school needs an influx of $400 million in the football program. Four hundred million. Yep. You just gave me a reason to put you on the show in a couple of weeks again. I got to hear this. You know I don't have time to do that, but four hundred million. I right? mean, I mean, infrastructure, um, um, top of the line facilities to attract the, the brightest, the, the best football players in America to to make Miami a destination, to make it a place where when kids visit they go wild. Um, and that's including the stadium. I'm saying water the four hundred million. Yeah, you know just, what they say in Spanish. Yeah. I know no, people no, no, say you're crazy, but yep. that's what the that's what the ex that's what the Texas A and M's, that's what the Oklahoma's, that's what these people are spending. I've talked to athletic directors. I, I I'm good friends with the athletic director T C U and the head coach and they've told me exactly how much they spend. They show me they built this building, this building, and that building, and this, and for two hundred million dollars in renovations of football program they did, and that's that's just a going rate now. That's going to be for another show, Zoe. I appreciate you coming on with us, talking about this topic, and uh, and again, you have a good one, man. I'll get with you in a few weeks. All right. Okay. Take care. Take care, buddy. That's Alonzo Highsmith here on the Amigo Show. I want your thoughts, your calls next. You're listening to The Amigo Show with Larry, The Amigo Million. Go Tennessee, go Rocky Top, you'll always be home sweet home to me. On Blog Talk Radio. Da, 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 da. Yeah, we got to hear that ad nauseum.
know? It, it, it reminds me of two things, and either one is very scary. That song reminds me of here. The Amigo Show, final segment of the program. Lonzo Heisman just came on with us to talk a little bit about what we love to talk about, why people don't come out to the game. What do we do as far as the stadium? Do we go with a smaller stadium if Beckham builds it? Beckham builds it. Three four seven eight five seven three four one nine. So your calls. The rest of the show will go out to New York. We got Charlie on here with the amigo. What's up, kid? Hey, Larry. How are you, man? Good, man. How about you? Good. So I heard uh, what Zoe had to say, and I, I agree with him. I think he's he's spot on with that. I think you know the the university, and specifically Donna Shalala and Blake James, have to realize that if they really want to be you know, playing with the big boys, they've got to have big boy facilities and their own stadium and, and all the things that go along with that. And I just, maybe I'm just a simpleton, but like, you know, when you get that real basic toy when you're a kid and then they bring you another toy that's like a little more advanced, a little cooler, and then the old toy becomes the old toy, like how quickly before 40,000, like, it's like when I had the Prius. I loved the Prius the first three months I had it. I loved it. Same way when I had an element. So I love the car to death. Six months later, I hated it because one was a freaking toaster of it. And then the other one, well, you couldn't even hear it driving down the street. You know, at 40 miles an hour, you're punching it. So, you know, at the end of the day, the novelty of, oh, the cute stadium that it's all, it's all tight and it's all, you know, it's, you know, it's going to be cozy and it's going to be loud and all this nonsense I've heard. And I'm saying we've won five national championships. Like, I want a big house. But, but Larry, the, the reality of the situation, and you know this, is that we have a core base of twenty-five to 30,000 fans. You said it yourself. We sold 31,000 season tickets last year and probably, you know, 5,000. I said it, actually. I, I can't take credit. Stem said it. I didn't know. I, I thought he was crazy when he said 31, and we looked it up, and it was 31. So Stem was right. I mean, and, and probably five or six of those were probably Gator fans, like you said. So think about it this way. If you've got 25,000 loyal fans buying season tickets, right, and you've got the 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 overage there is probably just people buying individual games. You're probably averaging on on average probably forty to forty five thousand people per year that are actually butts in the seats. Not not talking about actual tickets sold. So if you think about it that way, forty thousand is probably still a low end number to to satisfy what you're probably bringing in anyways. If you need to really want to compete, you probably want to be able to say to Tobacco and say, look, we'd love to do this with you. 40000 is the bare minimum, but it's got to have expandability. You've got to be able to have the you know the room to expand the stadium. Look at look at what Howard did up in, in Boca with his stadium. He built it as basically a 30,000-seat stadium, but it's got the room to expand. So if ever that program were to take off, they could make it a 60,000-seat arena if the stadium. This, this, is the same, this is the same program that couldn't do the renovations to the Orange Bowl. And I'm not throwing a shot here. I'm just saying that in the reality of it all, they could you have. Know, the, the, it could have, and they didn't. And whatever. It is what it is today. But it was I'm a, just, they made a until you build something that's maybe, like, I guess I'm okay, 60,001 fans. You know, 60, anything over 60,000, I think I'm okay with it. But I'm but this, still, but, like, but, thinking about FSU, thinking about the big games, Florida this year. Like, but, but you think, what, think you, about it this way. Think about it this way, Lar. The only time you're going to put 60,000 butts in the seat, seats are FSU or UF games, right? Think about those games. How many UF and FSU fans are in those stands? Probably at least 10 to 15 to 20,000 fans are not this year our there fans. Might have been 30. This year they might, might have been 30. 30. So I'm saying to you, why, why are we going to accommodate 
our enemies to come and take over half our stadium when we don't need to. It's all about percentages. It's all about percentages. Stan made a good point with the 31,000, Strauser, because basically what he was saying was that you'll retain the 31,000, which my objection was there's a number of those that aren't going to be back this year. Hopefully we grow enough to keep that number the same and it's more Canes fans. So let me play, let me play, let me be the optimistic Canes fan. Okay, there's 30,000 season ticket holders that are true blue Canes fans that would move dollar for dollar to a new stadium that held 40,000. Okay, they buy the season tickets. You still got 10,000 open seats. You still Correct. got the seats of the 30,000 that aren't going to every game. Those 30,000 are not going to every game. So I Correct. think it's a number, a percentage game more than a numbers game. And I think if you go to a smaller stadium, it'll just be the same percentages, and it'll just be less people being able to watch that game. That's my point. And I hear you, and I think that I think that's fair. But I think at the same time, if you sold out a 45,000, 50,000 seat arena, you know, stadium, I should say, and you know, 40,000 sold, you know, up for that, that's a, that's going to be a loud place versus you know being at the uh, Sun Life where you have 40,000. It's not that loud. You know it. You've been there with 40,000 people there. It's not that loud. It, the sound travels up. It's too far away from the field. It's just a very sterile environment. And, it, and the only time it gets loud is when you actually really pack the place in. And even then, it's, it's questionable. Thanks for your call, Strauser. I appreciate it. You heard me refer to you as Obi-Wan Kenobi. You like that, huh? Yeah, he's gone. I, I call him Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> See you, man. Three four seven eight five seven three four one nine. A couple minutes left. If I get a couple of calls real quick, then we're going to go longer. If not, I'm going to say goodbye to you guys because I, I do have closing statements here. I also want to pump up what we're doing on Saturdays. You guys all do it. I don't care if you're 32, even the 27-year-old, even the guys that live with their girlfriends. That's right, Abel. You too, Frank. You guys all have honeydew lists. And, then, and it's Saturday morning. It's Saturday morning. You get out. You go have a cafecito or whatever. You go run a couple of errands. You do something for yourself. Maybe get a haircut. That's what I usually do. And you need something good to listen to. Trust me, I know you need something good to listen to. Because I'm usually in the car doing the same thing, same honey do this. Okay? And it comes down to this. I want you to tune into SoFlowRadio.com. SoFlowRadio.com. You can get it on TuneIn. There's Check out their website. There's several apps where you can actually get the broadcast. I'll be on from 10 to noon. From now on, on Saturday, our, our kickoff show will be this Saturday. I'll be announcing guests sometime later tomorrow. And we're going to have a, a, an action pack. It's not going to be canes, although we will touch on some canes. But it'll be about everything. We'll talk a little bit about how Tiger's a choking pig. Oink, oink. Oh, Pavera, he needed surgery. I'll go over why I say Tiger is that. Tiger hasn't won a major in a while, has he? We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the start of baseball. Of course, we'll talk games. We'll take your calls. We'll be out for two full hours while you're doing your honeydew stuff. And we'll have a pretty good time. Yeah, thank you. Oh, I thought you had something to say, dude. You, you were trying to chime in. Yeah, you're not on the air right now. I am now. My bad. So, yeah, guilty as charged. Of course, we all have a honeydew do this, and we're... Um, Stoked about Saturday. This is going to be a great time. There's going to be a, a lot of information we're going to pump out, not only Canes, but all sports, like you had said earlier, and I'm thrilled to work with you. Why would you be thrilled to work with me? I mean, come on. All this butt kissing. Like, I'm not supposed to. Like, I haven't been told I can't say, you know, that word. 
but I can say, like, if, if the FCC wouldn't care if I said ass, I said it, right? Who cares? Stop kissing it. Don't kiss it. Okay, the truth is that I don't want to work with you, and I'm kind of forced to wake up early to go go to hell. And it looks like we're back. Technical uh, difficulties all day, but we're back. Yeah, that's not good though. I don't, I don't like technical difficulties. I, I blame whoever my provider is. Okay. Yeah, I, that's garbage. Anyway. Anyways, what I'm, I'm not I'm, you... not I'm not talking about it because I'm, uh, I'm now I'm upset. It ruined the end of the show. I was I was getting on a groove. Three four seven eight five seven three four one. That sounded like crap. It was not your fault, but. Anyway, so I was in the middle of plugging what we're doing on Saturdays, and what happened? We go dead. So I'll try this again. SoapWorldRadio.com has got many apps that you can go to to listen to our show. We'll be on from 10 to noon on Saturday, taking your calls, and post all that beautiful stuff along with our guests. Talk everything sports with you. We're going to do that every Saturday morning from 10 to noon. So while you're doing all your honeydew stuff, you check us out on the Amigo Show. So, I think I'm going to go ahead and end it on this note. I had said we were going to go two hours. I think I explained the beginning of the show. We're going to go ahead and do this for an hour until August. I want to do the overkill. So, definitely be from 6 to 7 next Wednesday. We should have a couple of wonderful guests. I'm looking to get a couple of former Hurricane players to come on, and we'll talk a little bit more about what's been going on, some of the new guys, some of what's been seen. We'll get one of our writers from stateofview.com, preferably I can't say preferably. I'll get in trouble with the guys. I'll get see them. I'll get upset at me, and they'll say, "Oh, you pick sides." I mean, we had Cam on already, right? Well, I'll make them fight for who wants to be next. They may not even care. They may not want to come on with me, but I want them to talk. I want to hear more about what's been going on, about how why Al Golden's playing music and bouncing around and practicing and so freaking happy. And it'll be perfect. It'll be just in time. It'll be a few days away from spring practice when they unveil the new uniforms. Yay! Shout out to my producer, Frank. Shout out to Alonzo Heisman for coming on the show. All right, I'm going to give a shout out to Danny Boy King. There, I did it. He started this whole mess today for us talking about all this, right? And I said I, was gonna, I, said I wasn't going to nail him to the wall. Treat him with a little respect. I still don't agree with him. I think he's nuts when it comes to his opinion. But since I'm running out of time, I don't have to elaborate on that. You've had the his, I'm entitled to mine. I hope you enjoyed the show next week. Now, that's what we'll be talking. Remember, Saturday, Soap Radio, 10 a.m. See you.